Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science and even some off-topic stuff. I'm your host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is episode number nine for Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. And if I sound a little hoarse right now, that's because I am. Been doing a lot of talking today. We had about a severe weather here locally. No tornado touchdowns in Ohio, but we had a really strong signature, a velocity signature that would have been in Ashtabula County between 2.30 and 3.15. Then all of the focus shifted into northwest Pennsylvania. And we have had a number of tornado touchdowns, some great video taken. Uh, There was one confirmed one. The National Weather Service team was actually able to go out to Conneadville and officially declare that as an EF2, but they ran out of daylight, uh, so they don't know the path length. They say that the path width was about 50 yards or so. Uh, We'll know a lot more tomorrow. Make sure you stay tuned to the very latest and uh, the public information statements from the National Weather Service at Cleveland and Pittsburgh as well, because it was uh, really not just northwest Pennsylvania. It was central PA. It was down near Pittsburgh. It was also eastern Pennsylvania. A couple of tornado warnings, too, in New Jersey and one in New York State, just north of New York City. So it was a pretty active day. And... uh, We simply did a lot of talking uh, today, so my voice is uh, still in the process of recovering, and I really should not be doing another podcast, uh, but um, I uh, wanted to get this one out and talk about, not tornadoes actually, I wanted to talk about stink bugs. Have you noticed that uh, they were out in mass yesterday, on Monday, they were trying to come into uh, people's homes, they were up against the screens, they were inside soffits, soffits and any place that they could find a hole to get in your house or to get inside your siding. They were all over the place. So uh, my wife sent a picture, and I used it on the air last night on Fox 8 at 10 p.m., and I thought, well, let's get beefed up on stink bugs. And so that's what I did, and I was absolutely shocked to learn certain things about the stink bug. Uh, You would think that the stink bug has been around for a while, but that was my first surprise. First of all, let me tell you that the official's name for the uh, stink bug is the brown marmorated stink bug. And I won't even try to pronounce the official genus and species name. Look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, It belongs to the insect family that's actually native to China, Japan, and the Korean Peninsula, as well as Taiwan. Now, it's not been around the United States that long. That was the real surprise. Uh, It was first introduced into the United States uh, rather by mistake, uh, but the stink bug out in its native Japan, China, Taiwan, essentially jumped uh, onto some crates that were being shipped into the United States. And when they got to the United States, well, they jumped off. And they first were discovered not in any port of entry, but here's the unusual thing, the first place 
that stink bugs were detected uh, was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Very, very unusual. And that was in 1998. That was in 20. That was only 20 years ago. Imagine that. When I first started here at Fox 8 uh, in 1988, the stink bug was very happy in its home area. It had not migrated to the United States yet. That changed, and the first one was in September of 1998 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And they have no natural enemy, so they proliferate. And apparently the climate in the United States is quite good for them. They lay 400 eggs at a time and can do that several times uh, during the year if it's a warm year, for instance. But even if it's not, 400 little darlings, (laughs) that's just a lot, a lot of multiplication. So it went from just a handful in Allentown, Pennsylvania in 1998 to now across 17 states in the U.S., as far west as Minnesota, as far south as Tennessee, and of course we have them here in Ohio and uh, in much of the Northeast as well. Uh, They become somewhat of a pest because they uh, basically suck on the leaves of certain trees, especially peaches, apples, green beans, soybeans, cherries, raspberries, and pears. Kind of an interesting diet. Uh, Apparently they're vegetarians in that regard. Uh, And uh, the brown marmorated stink bug, the one we see, is more likely to invade homes in the fall than any other in that particular stink bug family. Uh, By the way, the bug survives the winter as an adult by entering the houses uh, in the autumn evenings when they become colder. I guess that's the cue for these uh, bugs to find a warmer place. And they often do it in the thousands. Uh, They enter again under siding into soffits around windows, door frames, chimneys, any space that has openings big enough to fit through. And once inside the house, they'll go into hibernation unless it's too warm and then they'll kind of come to life uh, even in the middle of winter. Uh, So why did they call them a stink bug? Do they smell? Well, yes, but they don't uh, do that unless they feel threatened. It is a defense mechanism. Uh, And uh, it has been described or characterized uh, as a pungent odor that smells like coriander, which is kind of an interesting thing because some people actually like the smell of coriander. Others do not. Uh, But they do that through a couple of holes in its abdomen as a defense mechanism. And it is really meant to put this odor out so that birds and lizards will not eat them. Um, And uh, simply handling them, maybe roughing it up a little bit, injuring it, that can trigger the release of the odor. So what you want to do, if you find them in your house is grab an index card or even a piece of paper, slip it underneath, let it crawl onto the paper very gently, then take it to the front door, back door, window, whatever, open it up and release it, flick it or blow it <clears throat> off of the paper out into uh, back to back to where it should be. So there's a little help for you just in case you're bothered by these little bugs to think that it has only been 20 years since they have been here. That's really amazing because you think that they've been around for a long time, but they haven't. Um, And uh, really, only two-thirds of my career here at Fox 8 
now going on my 31st year. Only two-thirds of that year has had the uh, the stink bug invasion in the fall come to fruition. And really, it started in Pennsylvania. So it probably did not proliferate and expand into Ohio for at least another couple of years. So it's really probably closer to 15 years here in Ohio that the stink bug has been almost an annual rite of passage for October as the nighttime uh, weather gets a little bit cooler and those little critters are trying to find a way into a warm place. Uh, One more note before we take off tonight. Have you noticed that the fall foliage is simply not changing very quickly? Uh, And you got to remember, it's light-triggered. It's not temperature-triggered. However, temperature can play a role, and and soil moisture and other factors as well, to encourage the trees to keep on producing chlorophyll. In in other words, to keep the chlorophyll factory going. However, it's only a matter of time when light really does run out that the chlorophyll factory runs out and you start to see all of the other colors that the leaves produce. See, the green is the dominant. That's what we see during the summertime. However, in the fall, when the chlorophyll stops production, you see the others, uh, the other pigmentation like the uh, xanthocyanins and the anthocyanins. That's the yellow and the red, for instance, uh, as the leaf begins to show some of its fall foliage characteristics. I got a hunch that uh, the fall foliage color is going to come on strong and hard all at once. Um, We're starting to see a little hint of that happening now, but generally because the soil moisture is so abundant and it's been so warm, it's encouraging the trees to keep those factories open for just a little while longer. Eventually they'll give up the ghost, even if it stayed this warm uh, going into the November-December period. So that's my latest report. I think uh, as we go through the fall foliage season, we'll talk more about uh, some of uh, the areas that might be a great place to go visit uh, if you live in northeast Ohio. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Weather Jazz, episode number nine. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, it's a podcast mostly about weather or weather-related things, but we do cover other things like this. This was... I guess you would call it kind of sort of off-topic because it's not weather-related unless you factor in the fact that the stink bugs cue uh, was the cooler nights to come back into the house. Uh, But a lot of off-topic things, but I hope to keep them always interesting without a doubt. Have a great week ahead, and we'll catch you next time with another episode of Weather Jazz. Weather Jazz.